Hey there, I'm Justin, the founder of CUDA, and you're listening to One Million Steps. Startups are hard. The journey we're on is full of twists and turns, successes and failures. But even if we don't know exactly where we're going, one thing we can always do is to take the next step forwards. To help you on the way, I'm sharing Q&As with amazing entrepreneurs who've overcome many of the challenges of building successful enterprises. Each week, I'll share their best Q&As to help you run your startup better. And the exciting thing is, all the questions come from you, the CUDA community. In this week's episode, Ahmed Nagy, Martin Boss, and Aruha Arif ask Kavon Chung about how to use Twitter effectively. Hey, Kavon. This question is related to your tweet about pushing hard to build your initial circle. I already spent some time helping out people by replying to their questions. Never I see that I can add value. But I feel that I'm missing a step here. The actual step of building the relationship itself. Uh, My question is, how exactly do you mean by building your initial circle? Like uh, actionable steps. Thanks. Hey, Ahmed. Very nice um, meeting you here. So I just want to share in the early days when I was building out my initial circle, I was looking for like-minded people because I knew that the one thing that can tie me with the other people are common goals or struggles. So I would think about, okay, as a new creator, my common struggle is like how to get myself out there, how to make my first thousand dollars and how to build products that attract people to come to me instead of me going out to them all the time. So when I knew that, I would go out on Twitter and see, okay, who's out there doing the exact same thing or maybe a step ahead of me or a step behind me. And these would be the people that I would want to meet. So I identified like-minded people this way. And once I have that, then I usually start with public interactions. So, you know, public tweets back and forth, that's the best way to build relationships. So I would usually reply in two ways. The number one way is I would have a meaningful reply, like adding my opinions or perspectives. Because if I have nothing meaningful to say, then I just don't say it. And the reason I do that is I want to extend the conversation. You know, you see so many people that when they reply, they pretty much end the conversation. There's nothing else to add to it. That's not good because we want to keep the conversation going. So that's number one, meaningful. Number two is I just treat people like a friend. Like I want to know more about them. I'm curious about something um, or we joke around. So this is the second way of replying. Just treat someone like a friend getting to know each other more. So if it's not either or this way, then I don't reply at all. Like I'm not wasting time to do that. But once you kind of do that and you interact with new people this way, you will realize that something magical happens because you start to see them more and more on your feed and you interact a few more times. And then when you feel like, hmm, this person is really interesting, maybe I can talk to him or her even more, then you bring the conversation to direct message. Or sometimes you even bring it to a Zoom call because it's always good to put a face uh, on the name and then yeah, you feel like you know each other so much better after just one Zoom call. So just do that, like meet two friends every week and your circle will expand. 
because you're not just meeting that one person. You're also getting, you know, access and um, exposure to their circle as well. So this is how I would build up my initial circle. Hey, Kalan, your friend Martin here. How's it going? A quick question for me. How do you organize ideas for your tweets? Is it a big Google Doc? Is it a spreadsheet? Do you use an app of some kind? How do you take what you have in your head and turn this into an endless stream of content that you can schedule? Hey, Martin. Uh, so good to have you ask this question. Um, yeah, content creation is a big part of my life. Um, I tend to split it into a multi-step process. So it always starts with jotting down ideas. So I'm a believer that if you don't catch the idea right there, it's like a bird. It flies away right there and you cannot catch it. So I always have my mobile phone with me. And if there's an idea, I, I'm always asking myself, is this going to be helpful to my audience? So if it is, then I would open up my phone and I would use the Slack mobile app. I like it because it's so fast. And I would jot down the idea right away, send a message in the channel. And then in the back end, I actually set up automation so that the Slack messages go to my Notion table, like a database, automatically. So as you can imagine, I'm jotting down a lot of ideas throughout the day when I'm walking, when I'm in the shower, I'll jump, jump out to jot down the idea. But ideas are compiling in that database. And then every Monday, I would allocate some time and I'll sit there and be like, okay, now I'm grabbing ideas from the database and I'm writing it directly on my Twitter tool, HypeFurry, and I'm going to send it into the scheduler right away. Um, so that's part one of it. Part two is that on Monday in that block of time, I'm also thinking about, okay, what I am working this week that I can show some progress to people because I'm a big believer of building in public, right? That's my topic. And I always want to show some updates. You know, it could be a new thing that I realized for one of my products. Uh, it could be testing out a new idea. For example, last week I was talking about building a course, teaching people how to build a free email course that attract people organically. Um, or I would share my struggles, which I, last week I share my struggles with my book. You know, I get a lot of constructive feedback back and I just want to record a video to share with people. So on Monday, I also think about the building public content. So you can see that there are two ways. One is uh, inspirational kind of tweets. One is building public tweets, but they all happen uh, in small steps across the week. And the key is really to divide up your content creation process into small steps. So at one time, you're just doing one thing. Like ideation is ideation. Writing is writing. And then you just put it in and you schedule it so that you don't have to worry about creating content for the rest of the week. And then I can focus on interacting with people, replying to people, making friends on Twitter, which is a very important part too. So I hope this is helpful to you. Uh, thanks for the amazing question. So I'm a content writer who writes long-form content, specifically blogs and newsletters. I am also experimenting with content strategy because I love it so much. I realize the value and importance of it. My goal, my goals for Twitter um, are 
person to build a personal brand i really want to do that and i also want to build a freelance build my freelance business in public i but i think the main goal uh, for me is to attract leads because i would want to get i would eventually want to get um clients out of twitter who i can write for who i can strategize content for and i also want to just generally grow on twitter especially the engagement part more than the followers part the number one question is am i on the right track uh, am i doing the right things if not what what should i be doing if yes how can i improve uh, this strategy how can i is there anything i can do better all right so let's answer the first question um usually when a lot of people get on twitter we focus so much on creating content and then we think that people are just magically showing up to request our service i think that's not true i mean some people will but it's not as straightforward as that i think when you're engaging with people uh something i learned recently as i you know struggle through this as well is that we need to trigger that thought in people's mind that hey i need help in content writing and maybe you are the great person to help me with this so for aruha for you if you are thinking about okay how come there's no real output is you can think about like how you can trigger that so my suggestion is that instead of just like interacting casually with people on twitter you maybe you can identify some of the people that might need freelance content help you know this might not be individual creators but maybe they are you know a small startup and they're trying really hard to grow but then their blog is quite empty then you know they need your help right and then the second thing is that how do you trigger that that the, the needs in them which is maybe you can reach out to them and you can offer a piece of advice and say hey i read your existing content and this is my advice to upgrade it or you can even give them some ideas about like hey these are the three or four more ideas i did some research and maybe you can write about it so you know you're giving them something first you're helping them out and it triggers their mind to think like oh my god we do need more content and these are great ideas so i'm saying that in a way that you don't want to you know just do this by pitching yourself and closing a sales right that's not my approach and i wouldn't recommend that i would recommend you to approach it like making a friend you know you're just genuinely trying to help someone out if they find it helpful great if they don't find it helpful it's okay as well and in a way you're helping them and they might help you back that kind of thing it's not about closing a sales so i i feel like if you approach it this way then you get more output because you're more intentional about creating opportunities for yourself and this is something that we usually miss on twitter okay so the first question kind of answered the second question about whether building public building your freelance business in public would contradict your thought leadership in content writing this is a good question a lot of people are scared because they feel like oh my god if i'm vulnerable if i'm showing my weakness no one is going to hire me that's not true because if you think about it you can be really good at writing content but you're new in building a business 
So when you're building your freelance business in public, you're essentially sharing your journey. Like, okay, this is how I heard this advice from Kavan. This is how I'm going to try it. And the truth is people hire you to write content. So you can still be really good at that. But people are not hiring you to run your business. So you are new to running a business. That's okay. And a lot of people are scared because they feel like the two are mixed up together. But no, you have to think about like what people want from you. So the key is really to balance it out. Of course, what you don't want to say is like, oh my God, I suck at writing. I have no ideas what to write, right? That would kind of, um, kind of demolish your reputation in content writing. And that's not something you want to do. And my last note is that do in public do attract people who are a bit more personal because they follow your journey, they like your personal approach, and they might be thinking, oh, Aruha is so real and open, and I need a content writer anyway. Why not, you know, work with Aruha because she seems like a great person to work with. That is kind of like a side effect of being open and transparent about your journey. So yeah, this is such a great question. I hope I can help you with this. Thanks for listening to this episode of One Million Steps. If you'd like to get our weekly newsletter or participate in our regular AMAs, head over to askcuda.com.